0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank Now What the Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me for another Now What Wednesday. Here we are in December, the final month of the year and down to the final few episodes of the season. I am so grateful for each and every single one of you who have been tuning in week in, week out, all season long. Or if you are new here and you were just finding out about the amazingness of I Just Blank Now What, thank you for finding us. Um, And uh, hopefully it was a friend or a family member who shared an episode with you. And now you are hooked, like the rest of us, on all of these amazing stories from these wonderful humans who come on and share a story from their life when life happened and they had to figure out their very own now what. So today is the final co-hosted episode of the season. Super grateful for all six of my amazing friends who came on the show to interview me. It was so much fun to get interviewed by these awesome ladies in my life, whom I have known from various ages and stages, all the way from birth with my god sister, friends that I've known since university, a friend that I've known in the last five years, and uh, some other entrepreneur friends. And today's co-host is the lovely Jennifer Furlong, who was a guest earlier in the season this year. And Jen and I have only known each other for maybe about, you know, 18 months officially when we were first introduced, but definitely in terms of creating a friendship is in the last maybe six or seven months. But she is somebody who I have truly bonded with. Um, She's a fellow podcaster and we've just really, really connected. So I was on her show, she was on my show. And so I invited her back today to co-host with me And we are going to be talking about being podcasters and how that has impacted my life over the last five seasons with all of you, some of the things that I've learned about me, and just the impact that it's had on my life of bringing this show to you each and every week for the last five seasons. So without further ado, we're going to get to the now what, and I'm just so excited to wrap up this season with all of you listening. So thanks so much, and we'll see you real soon. blank now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question now what hey friend did you just think to yourself i just love this podcast now what well i hope you do and if you did i got the answer become a patron and support the show For just a $5 financial gift a month, you can access episodes early and without ads. Plus you'll be entered to win our monthly Patreon giveaway, like books and courses from our guests and some fun merch. For just a $10 a month contribution, you'll become an all access patron and also get bonus exclusive content from me and some of our guests, behind the scenes, Q&A, bonus questions, all of it. So head over to Patreon.com backslash I just blank now what? Or click on the link in the show notes and become a patron today. Well, hello, hello, Miss Jennifer. How's it going? (laughs) Hello. How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm so excited for you to be our sixth and final co-host for the season. I am too. (laughs) Um, No, you know what? Like when I came up with this concept of having co-hosts this season, it was just like that light bulb moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Like solo shows are great in the sense of like me being able to share stuff with people, but sometimes it's really hard to talk to yourself. 45 minutes. So, I wanted to have some dialogue with some people. So, thank you for being my sixth and final friend to
1: come on and interview me on the show. Well, it is an honor. I'm glad that you asked me to do this with you because interviewing is one thing that I absolutely love to do, having great, meaningful conversations. We will not have a hard time filling up the time. So, you know that we. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep going. Maybe yeah. we should like set a timer. <laughs> you might need to, I'm going to watch the clock here.
0: So for all of us, those listeners reminder, I have picked six people that I have known from various stages of my life. So Sherry was a friend from university, you know, uh, Rand range was somebody I've met in the last five years and she's part of my mastermind group. My god sister, who I've known since, you know, birth came on the show And then some other entrepreneurial friends and some people that I met like over the course of like the last year. But Jen and I have only known each other officially, maybe like being a a year would be generous. I'm going to say. I think so. (laughs) Because that was the first time we started engaging in conversation with each other online. But it's really been in the last, I'm going to say like six plus months that you and I have really created this amazing friendship virtually because you are down South. So yeah, I love the fact that my final friend is a new friend that actually came into my life because of podcasting. And that's the topic that we're talking today is, you know, you want to, we're going to talk about starting this podcast and the impact it's had on my life over the last
1: few years since I started the show. That's right. And it's a fantastic topic. And I think for the listeners, it's wonderful because they don't often get the opportunity to listen to the podcaster share some of the more intimate details of what it what goes into not just, you know, this isn't a how-to type of podcast, but really just what is happening with you and your life and how the podcast has impacted you. And connections that you have been able to make, some of the challenges, some of the, the wonderful things. There is a whole story behind being a podcaster that listeners don't necessarily get to have the behind the scenes moments with with their favorite host. So I'm super stoked, really, to be able to have this conversation with you and, and allow your listeners the opportunity to see behind the curtain, if you will. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And, you know, you and I have done a couple of interviews together. I was on your show, you were on mine, and they were like fan favorites. So I'm sure this one's going to be no different. So let's get to it, my friend. Hand it over to you.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, folks, thank you so much for taking the time to tuning in. We are going to learn all there is to know about Jessica. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're really going you've already heard what the premise is behind this show. And I just want to go ahead and get started, Jessica. You know, it's probably been a while since you've talked about this particular aspect of podcasting. And for anyone who was just tuning in for the first time, how about let's just start with the basics? What is the premise behind your show? Let's let's start off with that.
0: Let's rewind the tape all the way back to my the show. So the this show came about in terms of the theme based on a personal experience Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so i just blank now what is is the name of the show and it was inspired by a real life situation when i said i just got laid off now what right like those were the words that left my face (laughs) and i said them to my husband as i got laid off from my job for the very first time ever in my career and it was at a very inopportune time right? We had just gotten married. We were two months in. And even though I was a really good employee for 13 plus years at the time, um, I couldn't collect unemployment insurance because we were in the middle of my husband's residency application as newlyweds and we were bringing him to the country. And so part of the stipulation is of sponsoring somebody is that you have to take care of that person and you have to prove that to the government. And so if you the government is taking care of you, i.e. through social assistance, then you can't take care of that person. And so they would have instantly rejected his residency application. Even if I had been on for like two months, like in between jobs, even if I was, I was back at a full-time job by time he actually finished the whole application process, it wouldn't have mattered. Even if there was any time during that process that I was on social assistance, instant rejection. So I couldn't select that. I had to figure it out. But those were the words that like I said on the phone to him when I called him and he's like, why are you calling me in the middle of the day? Like what's going on? And that was like the jumping off point of figuring out what to do next. And it was such a impactful story that I would share it a lot on different stages and places as a speaker and a coach over the last like eight, nine years that I've been in, in the business world. And the feedback was always the same of like, Oh my God, it's full of so many like lessons. I'm like, I know. And I got a dozen where where that one came from. And that's why I wanted to start the show was to be able to share my personal stories, but also stories of other people who have had life come at them. Right. And having to figure out what to do next. So that was the premise behind the show. I shopped it around to a few people and they're like, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And over the last five season, six seasons, as as we hit into season six, the feedback always when I'm connecting with guests to come on the show, they're like, I love the premise of your show. Like it is fantastic. And it is so relatable to every single person out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, being a listener of your show, I can absolutely confirm that (laughs) it is so incredibly helpful, chock full of all kinds of lessons. And there are those moments that all of us, you know, will have this experience where like, oh oh man, now what? Like this just happened. So I think it's something that is so relatable to everyone. That moment that you did your first recording, take me back to that day. What was that day like for you? Because I know being a podcaster, one of the most difficult things is just hitting the button, hit, hit record, and then Okay, let's just post it out there for the world to, yeah. to listen to what was that? What was that like for you that day?
0: That first episode was really hard because you're so nervous, right? And you you don't know what you don't know. All you know is that you're like, okay, I'm gonna talk into this microphone and stare at myself because it was a solo, it was a solo show. My very first episode was solo. That it was that story. I just got laid off now. What? That I had to retell. Thankfully, I've shared the story a bunch of times. And so it was somewhat already put together, right? But normally you're you're standing on a stage in front of people and and I'm a I'm an energy like feeder, right? Like you get energy, you get like you see, you like look in the whites of people's eyes and you see their reactions and you you kind of like dial it up, dial it down based on like what's going on in the room. But it was just like me and me in, in my walk-in closet <laughs> on Zoom with a microphone and like figuring it all out. So I was really, really nervous. And it was also, it's a hard story to share. It's a hard, it was a story that was not from a great time of my life, but that the ending was positive. Right. So that was, that was great, but it was, it was definitely a challenge. I'm also somebody who is, you know, embracing my perfectionism. And so I would sit there and like critically judge every single like section that I recorded and I go back and listen to it. I'm like, was that good enough? Like all the things, right. So I, at some point just had to been like hit record, and just just do it all in one run and like whatever comes out comes out. So that's what I kind of had to do because I was just getting over analytical of myself and the judgment was like coming in strong. So I did that and then I hit stop like I think I br- I ha- I took a breath for the first time in like a 30 minutes because I was just like Ooh, and you just like vomit into into the microphone. I'm like is there any punctuation in there? I don't even know. Right. But then I just sent it over to my editor to clean it up and then listen back to it for the very first time, like as a full episode. And I literally cried. Why did it hit you so hard? It was hearing my own story back to, to Mm -hmm. me and being like, oh, like you say it,
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know it but when you hear it for yourself and you're like, oh yeah, I did that.
1: Wow. It's a big moment. It really is. I I don't think a lot of people uh, uh, really understand, especially if you're not a podcaster, how incredibly, not just scary because you are putting yourself out there, but to, to listen to yourself and to relive, basically that's what you're doing is you're reliving that moment. That was such a stressful time in your life on top of already being stressed about <laughs> sharing it
0: personal things so yeah so i'm like oh wow i'm like okay you know what like this is the start of something really great because if if i'm feeling this i already know the story <laughs> what are other going to people going to feel when they hear it yeah how is it going to inspire them when they hear the story And then that's the same thing. Whenever I talk to guests on the show and they message me after listening to their episode that they did on the show, they say the same thing, like, oh, wow, thank you. Like, thank you so much for letting me share this time of my life. That was really therapeutic. That was really helpful. Like, I, I want to, they were like, honoring the version of themselves that that lived through that. Because normally all of these stories, they're not, even though we say just in the title, they're not like happening like right now in people's lives. These are stories from before. Mm-hmm. And who they are now is very different from who they were then when they experienced it. So it's very therapeutic for people to go back and share the stories. And really there's like so much impact right? You and I were talking with uh, the other day about you sharing a recording like a year plus later from when you actually recorded it. And you could just, you could feel what you were feeling Mm -hmm. at the time. And it really is such a healing, a healing tool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's what brings so many people together is when you're sharing stories, it gives us an opportunity to not just get it out, because sometimes that's the hardest thing is to just get it out, but then to hear others share stories that, you know, they they can relate to it. And they may not have necessarily experienced the exact same challenge that you're expressing, but certainly they can relate to some aspect of going through that challenge, you know, whether it's Childhood trauma, or it's going through a divorce, or if it's joining the military, if it's getting laid off, you know, whatever it is, getting married, you know, all, all of those huge life events, there's a lot of emotion that that goes behind that. So to be able to share those stories, not only is it a great privilege to be able to have a platform to do that, but to be able to connect with people. So I know that it's had a huge impact on you being able to do this show. And it certainly, I've been a guest, so I know it has a huge impact on the guests. Have you had listeners reach out to you? Give me an example of, I guess, a a time when a listener has reached out to you and, and it encouraged them to share their story. Have you had, I'm sure you've had those moments.
0: Yes, I have definitely had people reach out and, and tell me how an episode impacted them and that it inspired them to take action or to do something or, you know, it helps them unpack some of their own feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I've had a lot of people reach out over the course of the past five season and tell me, like, I just listened to that episode and wow, right? Whether it's for them themselves or they're just acknowledging, like, good for that person and like that that was a fantastic story and so much so much is backed in there but the ones that reach out on the personal level of like that that helped me that that impacted me oh my god like it's a podcaster's dream to have people do that because often every every week we're putting out all these episodes all this content and it's like And there it goes. And then you're like, and hopefully that reaches somebody. And hopefully someone likes that or whatnot. And when you you hear nothing, you're like, was it good? Was it not good? Like it's, it's, it's a little, it's really great when you get feedback, Mm -hmm. you're not doing it to get the feedback, but it is really great when you do so that, you know, that all of your time, all of your effort, all of your energy that went into creating that content and those lessons or, or whatever that lived experience was that you went through for you to share it as a lesson was worth it because somebody got something out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever gotten to a moment since you have been doing this for a while where you just felt like, you know, I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. Or is this just something that it reignites your desire to just keep going. What, how has that been for you? You know, the long game. Yeah. It's not easy to turn out content all the time.
0: No, it isn't. It's like, I I'm sure you go through this too, is you question yourself. You're like, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like is the show having an impact? Is it, is it worth all the time? All the energy, all the money, all the like everything that goes into the show is it worth it? Are, are am I actually helping people? Mm-hmm. So I flip flop back and forth all the time of like, we have more lives to change. Let's go another season. Like, re up. Let's, you know, more guests to I want to shut this down
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it is taxing. And when you're, also going through your own life Mm -hmm. like in the moment like right now like what's happening every day day in day out to then add this layer of producing the show and putting it out there and going back into your past and pulling the stories and feeling all the things and pulling them forward it's, it's a lot. And so, and especially in those times when you're not getting the feedback, mm-hmm. you're not having people tell you, oh, this was wonderful and great. And it's a little bit of a, a radio silence season of the show where you're like, do I, do I keep going? Like, are, are the listeners there? What are the numbers looking like? I don't know about you, but I used to be addicted to checking the download numbers.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: like constantly, I would like log in and check, like you know, first first three or four days of an episode, like what are the numbers looking like? What's it, what's it at? You know, day thirty, what's like? I used to obsess over the numbers, and now I don't even look at them. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because I couldn't let the numbers dictate whether I kept going or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I needed to just keep going for the sake of me wanting to keep going and not because I was seeing really great numbers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is challenging to get that motivation, that internal motivation to keep going. Cause you're right. I mean, it is just, it can be so taxing day after day. And then life happens to all of us. And it's, it's really easy to forget that this is something that I decided to do because it is having a positive impact, not just for others who might be listening to it, but for me as the podcaster, it is, it's an outlet. It's actually, it's almost like therapy in some ways <laughs> to be able to have conversations like this. And so it's its really easy to kind of get down in, in the mud and you're like, oh, you're in the weeds and oh, I just, I, this is one more thing. I don't have time or energy or the emotional capacity to do this. And then for me, after I record something, it's like, oh, I'm energized again. And I'm happy again. It's good. It really Um, is like therapy. So yeah, I ping pong back and
0: forth for sure. Like there are days I'm like, that's it. At the end of the season, we're shutting it down. I'm done. I'm done. And then you have an amazing conversation with a, a guest. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, like this story has to reach the world. Yeah. and there there's dozens and hundreds of other stories out there
1: mm-hmm.
0: that need to be shared and so that's my mission is to keep building the platform and finding those people and inviting them to come and share their story so mm-hmm. any purpose driven entrepreneur out there is in it not for the financial gain but for the the impact it has mm-hmm. but the they can never discount the in, the financial impact that's needed to be able to keep it going, yeah. right? So yeah. there's that, that fine balance of, of just like the show is just like all of those entrepreneurs out there who have businesses and services whom are impacting and helping people's lives and they have a passion for it, but they also have to look at the reality of like, what's, what's the cost benefit here?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how are you able to, to balance that? Because the catalyst for this whole thing was, uh, I, I was just let go from my job. <laughs> now what, now what do I do? And so you have this wonderful idea, you know, and this, this opportunity to share your story and create this podcast that you know is going to have an impact because you know that there are others who are yeah. going to be able to relate to your experience. So how did you work out balancing that financial part of putting on a show like this? Because you're right. I mean, I have to invest a lot of my own, it's not just time, but it, it is money, you know, it, it's, all of the things that you have to think about when producing something like this. So how was that like for you? Because you, it, it wasn't like, Hey, I just, your first episode wasn't, Hey, I just got married. Now what? It was like, Oh man, I don't have a job. And now I'm going to do something that's going to, I'm going to have to pay to get this off of the ground. Um, So this is for everybody. Like this is like, if there's something
0: that's important to you, you find a way. Right. Like that's the whole premise of this show is like figuring out now what, like, I want to produce this show. How do I do that? Yeah. And I had to run the numbers like, okay, what's it going to cost me to hard costs? Like what are what the website, the hosting like platform, like what are the hard costs? Okay. Then it's what's the time investment. Okay. Okay. And if I invest, if I do it myself, how many hours is that? What's my hourly rate that I would pay myself if I was, you know, doing, doing a job and then being like, can I outsource these things? And is the outsource worth the the time saving that I would have in doing it myself versus having somebody else do it? So you kind of have to like run the numbers just like any other Project in your home is like, hey, we want to, we want this backyard done. (laughs) This is the vision for the backyard. Could we DIY it? Sure. How long is that gonna take? Do we have the skills to be able to do it? Will we still be married at the end of this backyard? Right, like, yes. Versus, okay, let's go hire a contractor. Let's bring in people who know what they're doing on how to do this, these parts that we definitely don't know, need, know how to do. And what are the parts that we want to take on? So that was how I decided. I was like, okay, what are the things that I, I can do myself that I want to do myself? Okay, great. And what are the things that if I were to do them myself would either make the process a lot harder, make the process a lot longer, or potentially be the excuse as to why it's not moving forward? Mm. Right. Like I'm no sound editor, (laughs) Mm. right. That is something that I have zero, zero passion about is editing how these episodes sound at the end of the day. So I'm like, if it is up to me to go back and edit every single one of these episodes and like do all the things I'm like, this show will never see the light of day. Yeah. So in order for me to have the show, that's something that needs to be done. I need to find somebody to do that for me. And that's what I did. So I I fi- I figured out what I was willing to do myself and what I want to do myself, and then I figured out what were the pieces that I really did need somebody else's support and expertise in doing. And then you just run the numbers, and you're like, okay, here's the number. This is what it costs to put out a show every week. Are you okay with that that sticker that sticker price? Like, a lot of people have sticker shock, right? Like, this is this is the sticker price for this. Yes, that is that's worth it to me. And then you go and find the money.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like in any household budget, you're like, this is what we need to do. Okay. Well, we need to find the money to do it. And so, yes, it started out as a passion project for sure, where I was fueling it with energy and, and funds with the intention of eventually having it be a profitable one. Are we there yet? No. Is that still the goal and the mission? Absolutely. Have I found ways to make it manageable for sure but what i I've, I've gotten back from the show well it might not be like a, an immediate financial win like in the moment like right now the the network and the relationships and the people that i've met over the last five seasons have enriched my network in such a huge way that i know that it is a benefit mm-hmm. personally, in terms of like my relationships, my friendships to even in in business, right? like they say your network is your net worth, and so mm-hmm. this show has a hundred thousand percent added some amazing people into my network, yeah. where I might not be seeing it in the moment right now, but down the line, I will see it,
1: yeah yeah in so many ways it has been an investment yeah. for you personally as as well as professionally and you said a couple of things that are so incredibly important i want to just kind of take a moment to pause here you know one of the one of the things that i think it's easy for all of us to forget is that time is our most important asset and so when you started talking about just like with a household budget think about the things that you could also outsource and how much would that cost versus your time and effort well if you're a business owner anyone who's a business owner or if you're an employee whether you work hourly or your salary and maybe you're looking to invest in a you know a second kind of income or whatever when you think about okay if if i hire someone an editor right because You and I both are not sound engineers. I agree with you 100%. And I had zero desire to, I don't want to learn all of that. I want to spend the time learning it. So if I have to spend X amount of money to have an editor go through these episodes for me, in the meantime, while the editor's working on that stuff, I have that time now that's free. I could be focusing on my next client or I could be focusing on marketing or my social media or, or whatever it is. That's such an important point that you just made. That I think it's so easy for us to forget. We we're so busy looking at okay, what is the investment that I'm going to have to make? We're not really looking at the whole picture and, and thinking about well, well, this actually is going to open up opportunities for me to make more money over here. It's so yeah. it's not just a it's not just a a, a, a a time suck or a money suck. It's going to open up. Yeah. you know, that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I'm, gl- I'm glad you mentioned that. There's, there's
0: two things that people really need to think about when they're, they're working on any project. Mm-hmm. It's income producing activity versus non income producing activity Like mm. what doing. And if at the end of that stream money is to be had, that would, I would consider income producing activity, but there's other things like admin work and this and that, and like stuff that it has to get done within in your business but at the end of you finishing that task is there opportunity to make money from doing that task no so you have to have a clear like distinction of like what is income producing activity and what is non-income producing activity Mm -hmm. and you want to spend most of your time in income producing activity and have all other people potentially do that non-income producing activity for you at a much lower rate than you would be charging yourself to do it.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a different way of, of looking at how you spend your time. Were you always able to think in terms of, you know, think like an entrepreneur or was this something that has been developed over time? You know, this, cause yeah, this, this is not, this is not the way I used to think at all. You don't think like this as an employee for Mm -hmm. all
0: right like you don't think about like oh here are all my things to do today what what one of these are making me money and one of these are not Mm -hmm. you're you're trading time for money with your employer so everything that you're doing is making you money but at the same time not making you money right like it's just time spent when you are on the other side when you're in entrepreneurial land like you are not trading time for money anymore unless you're like a service-based provider, like a, a chiropractor or something, like you physically have to go see clients that time is spent, then you make the money. But like for other industries and other business owners, it's not, it's not an equal exchange of time for money. Like the, the value is completely out of whack in the beginning of it's not worth it. Like you're putting in way more time than you are making money. But on the other side of that is you're probably making a lot more money than the time investment that you're putting in. Later on, so you gotta have to like figure it out. out. But no, I was not always. I did not always think like this. Getting into business, starting my business, you know, eight and a half, nine years ago, started me down that path, and those skills helped me, you know, get good at networking, get good at thinking like an entrepreneur, get good at. I used to refer to it as my business school boot camp when I when I started that first business that I started, which allowed me to apply a lot of those learnings to this podcast and treat it like a business. So Mm -hmm. when I started this podcast, yes, it was a passion project, but I treated it as if it was a business from the first day in terms of like commitment to it, schedule, you know, all the things that need to happen and go on. Like I have not missed uh, a week in five seasons Right or like that's huge, it's huge. <laughs> like any podcaster knows, like it is so easy to f- to fall off the schedule and me. not <laughs> right to have one of those. <laughs> uh, but I was able to apply like a business mindset to the show from day one, versus it being a hobby. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's also really helped me keep the show going for so yeah. long, even though it's not making a ton of money, is because. I I I built it in a way that was sustain is sustainable mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time at whatever the cost was going to be mm-hmm. with the intention of getting it to the point where those costs were coming down maybe the show is now just netting zero it's like it's what I'm getting is at least covering my costs so it's not costing me anything but I'm not making any money yet that's mm-hmm. okay that's still coming but setting it up in in, in the way that I did Continue to help me exercise those business muscles, mm, mm. those business mindset muscles that I need for everything in life. I got to practice them with this show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a, a side effect that a lot of people don't realize when you're, I think when you have people who are interested in starting a podcast they are thinking about, oh man, that, that's probably just so much fun. It looks like it's so much fun. In many ways, it is a lot of fun having these conversations, but there is that business side to it and to be able to exercise those muscles, like you were saying, that you don't necessarily have that opportunity and a lot of the, the things that we spend our time doing. And so I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is a, a, a thing that we don't necessarily think about in podcasting.
0: You got to promote yourself. You got to promote the show. You got to go and like networking, yeah. find guests. And you got to go find sponsors who want to like sponsor episodes so that you can make some money. Like it is a business. Yeah.
1: Build your brand, build your brand, build your brand, build your brand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and this, that, so the show just helped me continue to do that. And it's also helped me, as you said, build my brand and be known for something. So it's, it, it's definitely an investment in a lot of areas and I'm grateful for it. And I've learned so much over the last five seasons too. Right. So I get a front row seat to all of these amazing stories and these amazing people, as you said, you know, a while ago was like, it's like therapy. I'm like, yes, I've had one-on-one coaching with some amazing people through the show because I'm the first, I'm the person they're talking to. Right. And I get to access, all of these amazing people as they're sharing their story and teaching the lessons, like this is so helpful for me personally too. And then I get to share with with everybody else, but I, yeah, I do get a front row seat access to a lot of experts out there because of this show. And I'm grateful for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In what ways have you grown other than with, you know, the developing the business sense and, just e- becoming someone who knows how to not just launch a podcast, but maintain that co- that podcast. But what ways have you grown internally or have your values shifted at all? Have you been challenged in a way that you otherwise would not have been challenged, you know, being a podcaster?
0: We as podcasters, you will, you will know this too. We meet a lot of people and we have a conversations with a lot of people whom have different views and different values from our own they have different ways of living and it has taught me to be even more open to how other people live and to be less judgmental of what people do because it's reminded me every single week that everybody's going through something mm right? And everyone is living a life that you do not have a front row seat to. And so how they're showing up in the world and what they're doing and reacting to has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with what's going on in in often in their own world. And so that's That's what it's taught me to be even better at is to have more compassion and more empathy and to remind me every day that the people that I'm interacting with out there in the world, they could be one of my guests living something horrific that we don't know about and to treat everyone with kindness gloves and be open to not judging what they're doing because it's very different than my own life. Mm. Like, you know, I had a guest on who was all into having an open marriage and polyamory. Wow. And I and it is it is like not even a possibility in my world.
1: Right, you're
0: like, you're like absolutely not. <laughs> I do not share well with others, but I was able to listen to her story and what she experienced with her husband and opening up their marriage. and And I was like, yeah, there is a whole segment of society whom their definition of love and relation is very different from my own. And that's great. Mm-hmm. It's not my cup of tea, but I have no judgment. If that's that's what brings you joy and that brings you guys happiness and, and you guys make that work, awesome. Mm-hmm. Same thing, like just being open to knowing that, There's so many different ways of living and allowing people to do and like be themselves, be authentically who they want to be without any judgment from, from others. So that's what the big lessons have been for me and just
1: to treat everybody with compassion and kindness. That's wonderful. And, And I'm sure that has had a huge impact, not just in your ability to interview others on your show, but I just imagine in everyday life, you're meeting all kinds of different people. As we all do, we come across all kinds of different people. It gives you a slightly different perspective, doesn't it? When, when you engage in conversations with them.
0: Absolutely. And, and you're like, Oh, I know somebody who's going through that. I've met somebody who has had a similar experience. Mm -hmm. So the more experiences I get to share on the show and, and hear firsthand from people, Gives me an ability to have more empathy and compassion when I encounter other people out there in the world who have experienced something
1: similar. Mm, yeah. So you've had a lot of growth, a lot of experiences over the past several seasons. You know, just a fantastic opportunity to be able to just take a step back and and review how you've experienced this podcasting world and and how it's helped shift. You know, things around you. What is next? What could possibly be next? What are you planning? What are you hoping for? What I know you have to have this master plan going on, knocking around in that brain of yours. What is it that you want to do next? I love it because this is the question I ask. Oh, my guess. Now what?
0: Now what is There absolutely is a season six. We have recorded some amazing, amazing episodes already, and I cannot wait for them to come out in January. So that is the first thing. Season six has been picked up a year ago. Second is turning uh, this show from just being an audio show, potentially, into an audio and video show. So you know, the word YouTube has been floated around more than once by many people being like, you got to get on YouTube. You got to get on YouTube. I'm like, I know we're getting there. We're getting there. So yeah. So the, the goal definitely is to have the show be audio as well as video in, in the future. I'm not going to put a timestamp on that one, but in the future, the, there'll be a, a video component to the show for sure. And maybe a couple more shifts we'll, we'll see, but the mission of the show remains the same: is to inspire people to wake up every day, knowing that no matter what life brings to their door, they can figure it out, and to give people the opportunity who may not have access to other platforms a space here to share. So, more, more diversity coming in season six for sure um, in terms of people stories, ages, you know, culture experience, all of it. There's, I want to have the show be much more diverse moving forward as well.
1: Do you actively seek out, you know, for example, do you, do you ever think, you know what, I have not interviewed anyone who was in the circus <laughs> I, think I want to find someone who used to be in the circus because I'm just curious, what is that life like? Like, what is it really like? So do you actively seek out specific stories types of people or stories or, or topics? A little bit, you know, often,
0: often it's the people I meet that then dictate the story because then I'm like, oh, okay, like, you're amazing. Come on the show. Like what story do you want to share? Mm-hmm. Right. And then that normally leads leads how we get the topics, but sometimes I'm like, this is something that I want to cover on the show. Let me go find somebody who has this story. Mm-hmm. So there's more of that in season six, where I've intentionally sought out mm-hmm. stories and types of guests to come on the show versus just have like, taking what's come my way. Yeah. Right. So I'm a little bit more intentional yeah. in the upcoming season of who's coming on the show and their story and and why we want to share it than I was in, in the past. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, like starting a a show and finding guests is one of the biggest stresses for a host. It's like, Oh my God, we need somebody on the show. So you kind of not take what you can get, like, but at the same time, you're like, Oh, someone's willing to come on the show. Okay, great. Let's interview them. That's what you do in the, in the early time of your show is somebody's like, yeah, I'll come on your show. You're like, great. Let's book it. <laughs> right. Like yeah. what do you talk about now that we're in season six and beyond, I do get to be a little bit more discerning in who I want on the show and, mm-hmm. and why they're coming on. So I'm not saying yes to everybody. It's this, your, you know, your story needs to be on the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. there like a application? If, if there's somebody listening to this episode right now and they're like, I have a great story to tell. Absolutely. Are you okay with them contacting you? Yeah, of course. We always want
0: to have preliminary conversations with people, right? So yeah, there's an application form on the website. People can apply to be a guest and I connect with everybody. We have a little chat, we have a conversation. And some, some of them have ended up on the show because I'm like, wow. Oh my goodness. Like, yes, come and come and be a guest. And then there's people I literally meet at dinner parties and I tell yeah. them that I'm a podcast host and they're like, what's about? And I share it. And they're like, oh my God, I know somebody who whatever I'm like, connect me. And then they connect this. And then that person th- comes on and, and is a guest. So referrals are great. So some of the best people on the show have been referred to me through listeners or through family and friends have connected me with them because they're like, Oh, Oh, you got to meet so-and-so they have an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's exciting. So, okay. Listener, (laughs) you got a story to tell, make sure that you contact Jessica, see if maybe you can get that story out to the world. Cause you never know who you might impact with your story. It's, Mm -hmm. it's happened to all of us, even if it's just one person that hears it and it, it could make the biggest difference in the world. To that one person, you know, and and you know that as a podcaster, you hear it all the time, how somebody has listened to a specific topic and it just kind of opened up something for them that necessarily would not have been opened up to them Mm -hmm. otherwise.
0: And you shared something the other day that that I've now put on my podcast wish list for the future.
1: You got fan mail. What a nice surprise. Yeah, that was the first time now I've gotten emails, I've gotten, you know, messages, I've gotten all kinds of, of communications that way, you know, about about different topics or the show, but that was the first time I actually got a package in the mail and it was, it was full of goodies. And I knew that they were an actual listener, like a longtime listener because of the things that they included in the package. They were, they were personalized and they were tailored, you know, to, to me and in my experience. So that was, that was so nice. So yeah, all right. So listeners, longtime fans, super fans of Jessica. Jessica <laughs> Send likes her some fan her mail. <laughs> um,
0: no, like honestly, reviews mean the world to me, yes. right? Like reading reviews, getting those, seeing those stars, but also just seeing the numbers of downloads increase mm-hmm. is the really only indicator a podcaster has. That their show is reaching people. And so subscriptions are so important Mm -hmm. um, to subscribe to the show and, you know, sharing it with people. Like it costs nothing to like forward an episode to somebody and then like, hey, check out this show. That is literally the best gift any listener could give me is to share an episode that they love with a family member or a friend Mm -hmm. to help them figure out their own now what. So, yeah, that that would be great. So, yeah, we have a big Big goals for the future. The show is 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 coming back for multiple, you know, more seasons, and we want to touch a lots more lives.
1: That's fantastic. well, i I know we got to wrap up. so we I, I t- we could fill up We could fill up all the time in the world. But are is there anything else you want to just say to your listeners before we end this episode? Thank you.
0: thank you, thank you, thank you. Like so grateful like I do this for you even though I don't know who some of you are know that I put so much love and energy into producing every single one of these episodes to help all of you learn to heal to experience to share like just to have a better human experience. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Um, Yeah,
1: we'll be back. We'll be back for another season real soon. That's right. So tune in. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. Like <laughs> that's
0: right. Do all the things, Do all the things. And yes. And if anyone has gotten a lot of value out of this show and you feel so inspired to be a patron, head over to patreon.com backslash I just blank now what and sign up to be a patron with a small donation of five to $10. That actually goes really far in helping produce this show and offset some of the costs that it it takes to produce, to produce this baby. And I'm very, very grateful for the people who
1: have shown financial support of the show. So big extra thank you to all the patrons out there too. That's wonderful. That's Mm -hmm. wonderful. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to be your host on your show and the opportunity to ask you all of these questions. As always, I just love hearing you share your stories and your insight. And, you know, I'm a fan, just like a lot of your listeners are. So, this is a real privilege to be able to spend this time with you and, and have this conversation and pick your brain. Let's see what's going on, you know, up in there. And, and there's always some fascinating and wonderful things that we can learn from you. So I just, this was a fantastic time.
0: Thank you. And thank you for being my co-host. I'm so grateful that podcasting is how you and I got connected and, and the thing that binds us in our, in our new friendship. I'm so excited to physically meet you in real life one day. It will happen. We're going to need to like go to some podcast, co- uh, podcasting conference together fantastic we should pick, idea. Pick one in a lovely yep. tropical location. <laughs> uh, so that's it for us this week, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. And that is um, a wrap for um, our final co-hosted uh, episode of the season. More of this probably through the next few seasons as well. The feedback has been great for these co host ones. So we'll definitely be sprinkling some of these into the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is it for us this week. And I hope you have all an amazing day. And we will be back with another episode of I Just Blank Now What real soon. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.